actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. doing the same kind of an incident two episodes in a row but I also like to try and keep up with current events as much as possible in the world of 911 and police and such the incident I'm talking about today is another active shooter this one is horrible but has a bit of a good story along with it Not only is this similar to the last episode in the act, but it's also similar because of potentially some mistakes. I'll get more into that later on. And also, just like the last episode, get ready to be frustrated with some of it. This is the Indiana Greenwood Park Mall active shooter I'll start off again with a message a lot like I did last week in that episode. I believe in a couple earlier episodes I did, I mentioned the name of the active shooter when I covered that case. I'm done with that. A theory to this shared by quite a few is that the shooters themselves, they're wanting their name thrown around everywhere that it can be to be idolized by some. Whatever sick idea you can insert there. I'm not going to do that this episode or from here on out. 
I'm more than willing to talk about what happened, hopefully for both a general knowledge and also educational standpoint, not for the shooters, but for the first responders from 911 dispatchers on up to the police, fire, and any other agencies that might be involved. For that, I hope this episode and others like it reach the right ears and either will help by itself to either prevent or, if it's something actively happening, will stop the incident while it's happening. There are a lot of calls in this episode, most of them shorter. Some of them I'm going to play back to back. In the set of recordings I've listened to, I'm not sure if they're in the correct order or not, but I'm going to go ahead and take them out of the order that they were presented in so I can hopefully paint a better picture of what's going on and then follow up with details. So without filling this thing up too much with talk, let's get into the calls. Yes, Greenwood Mall, active shooter. Do you know how many there are? No. where that call ended from the sound of the dispatcher on it i believe this call happened after the first 911 call came in this woman called in stating there's some shooting going on inside the mall it took several tries by the dispatcher to figure out where in the mall she was though if you don't have any knowledge of this shooting it happened in the food court area more on that later too but the caller said she was by the movie theater I've never been to that mall before, but by looking at a map of the mall, the theater is just outside of that area, which is also flanked by big anchor stores like Sears, Dick's Sporting Goods, and Old Navy. For something like this, it's obviously chaotic and the caller is panicked, and for good reason. You're in a mall, just shopping and likely walking around with friends and family, and shots ring out. I believe most people would be panicked too. People in this state, which is something we as dispatchers seriously deal with on nearly a daily basis, they have trouble answering basic questions and, just like with this caller, can focus on sometimes random and unrelated things. She was screaming about leaving her purse. In the moment of shots being fired, I know most aren't thinking straight, but it's okay to leave your belongings there. They can be replaced. Get yourself out and get to safety. The purse can be retrieved later on, but as I said, it's not her fault. Panic makes people act differently 
than they ever have before. The dispatcher did what he could to try to get the info needed. I'm not sure what level of information about the suspect they had, but it sounded like, at least in this call, they had an idea, and the dispatcher was asking if the caller was hurt at all. On to the next call. 911, where's your emergency? Hi, I'm at Greenwood Park, Mom. There was an open shot Did fire. you see what the person looked like? No, I was in a store and everybody just started running. Okay, Did, is there still shots being fired? Um, I don't think so. I'm all the way in the back of Old Navy. Okay, so just, people just hiding. go to a, yeah, stay in a safe place. Um, I'm going to try to transfer you to Johnson County, okay? I thought you guys already did okay. Okay, yeah. They're getting pretty overwhelmed over there because they're getting a lot of calls, but I'll try to transfer okay. you back. They, okay. they know what's going on, okay? Okay. The dispatcher in this one got right to the suspect, which is, in an active shooter situation, the most important thing. You have police rushing to the scene. They'll enter before any fire or medical personnel do. They're going to be looking for that suspect first before anything else. The newest form of training for active shooters, and this has been around for a little bit now, it's called Stop the Killing, Stop the Dying. Stop the killing means stop the shooter. Getting that part out of the way, and then you can stop the dying, meaning tending to any victims that are there. This is a very harsh reality, but police are trained in something like this to bypass victims that have been injured to go and try to stop the shooter. If you're ever in one of these situations, it might be horrible to see. Police officers walking past and or stepping over people who have been shot, but their initial job is to stop the threat. That way, medical aid can be given to those that are injured. Without the threat being down, that medical help isn't going to arrive. You have to get that shooter out of the way before anything else can happen. Towards the tail end of that call, you can hear the dispatcher saying she's going to transfer the caller to another agency. This is a big topic that I'll have to address later on. But before that, another call. Where did it work? 911. What's the agency? This is the emergency. Yeah, there's Brian Moore. Hey, I need to request additional fire, fire personnel. We have people down in the food court area. But okay, you're in the Greenwood Mall? Yeah, this is Brian Moore for Luca Pizza. Okay, sir. Can you tell how many shooters there are? There was 30 shots that went off. We know where the person went or nothing. Okay. But there's people all the way down the floor there. Okay, there's sir. We're the position fire department. Sir, and, I, uh, sir. Sir, I understand. Are are you injured at all? No. I'm I'm in food court. I'm Luca Pizza. I got okay. my safe. Okay, sir. I understand. We've got multiple calls on it. Can you tell me how many shooters there are? There was one. Mike, how many shooters was it? One or two? One. We're not for sure. We're not okay. for sure. All right, we've got other calls. We've got help on. Okay, sir, we've got other calls. We've got help on the way. Okay, we've got help on the way. Okay, so just stay where you're at. All right, and barricade where you can. All right, all right. My wife's inside the mall somewhere too. Okay, I want you to stay where you're at and try and stay safe. We've got everybody on the way. All right, bye. Bye, bye. This caller, he was right there in the food court at Roma's Pizza. That's right in the middle of everything. He was asking for fire personnel to tend to the victims, but he wasn't sure of details of the actual shooter himself. Before this call, really all we had were shots fired calls. 
Don't get me wrong. Shots fired calls are absolutely an emergency. But before this, we didn't know if any of these shots had hit anyone. Now we do. Multiple victims. This jumps things up to a whole new level. Now instead of just sending police, we're sending medical as well. Now I'm not sure what the policy is for their department, but I believe most policies now have started sending fire and medical initially to any reported active shooter, regardless if we know that there are any victims confirmed or not. Would rather have them there so they can go in and start triaging patients, if there are any, as soon as possible, instead of waiting for confirmation of victims being on the scene and then starting, possibly delaying things by several minutes. Minutes that some people will definitely need to survive. The remainder of the calls in this, I'll go ahead and let play back to back, because as you will see, they share something that I mentioned before, and you'll understand what I mean. It's about 11 or 12 minutes worth of audio altogether. Depending on the types of calls and other episodes, I might edit some of this stuff that I'm focusing on out just for time's sake. This time, I'm leaving it all in because it really hits home with what I'm going to be talking about. 911, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, the Greenwood Park Mall. Okay, ma'am. Are you in a safe place? Can you hide in a closet or something like that? We're in a store that shuts the gate. Okay. Can, have you seen the shooter? No, we were, it was like in the, we were around the corner from the food court, and okay. it was happening in the food court. Okay, so it was happening in the food court? Yes, I'm okay. pretty sure, from the sound of it. Okay, and was there only one shooter from what you could tell? It sounded like at least 15, 20 shots went off. Okay. I want you to stay where you're at. We've got numerous calls on it. Okay, you've reached Bartholomew County because Johnson County is being overloaded with 911 calls, okay? But we have everybody on the way to you, okay? So just take a deep breath, and I want you guys to hide. If there's any kind of counter or anything like that, I want you guys to hide behind that counter, okay? Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and disconnect you so we can answer other 911 calls, okay? But just stay where you're at. We have everybody on the way to you. All right. All right, bye-bye. 911, where is your emergency? Well, uh, uh, Greenwood Park Mall Food Court. All right, let me transfer you to Johnson County. Okay. Where's your emergency?
Ready? Your emergency. Oh, this is just the shooting in Greenwood Park Mall. 
Okay, let me transfer you to Johnson County, okay? Yeah, we're okay. Okay, let me transfer you to Johnson County. Sorry. Why are we... County, okay? Okay, thank you. Did you see who he looked like or who did it? No, I was I was in the store and it was just very loud and everybody was okay. running. Alright, let me transfer you, okay? okay. I will buy you shoes. Alright, are you still there? Did you see what the suspect looks like? Where's your emergency? Hi, the Greenwood Park Mall. Hi, did you see what the guy looked like? Oh, we did not. All we heard was multiple gunshots. Um, okay, and, are there uh, still shots being fired? Not that we can hear, but... Okay, yes, Let, you reach Bartholomew yeah. County. Johnson County is getting pretty overwhelmed with 911 calls, so I'm going to try to transfer you back over there, okay? Okay. <laughs> Uh, 911, where's your emergency? Hello? 911, where's your emergency? Hi, um, my daughter, I have my daughter on my other phone. She's calling me. She works at the Rosie Remington store at the Greenwood Park Mall. And she said that some there were people running through yelling to get out of the mall because there's someone shooting. Yeah, there, there's a, yeah, there's an active shooter there, it sounds like. Well, ma'am, she's stuck in the back room, so I need, like, she's by herself in the store. Okay, well, tell her to stay in a safe place or call 911. Okay, well, I she can't get out to shut the, like, doors to the store because she's afraid to leave the back room. So, okay. I don't know what... To tell her to do at this point. I mean, tell her just to lock herself in the room and call 911. She's locking herself in the bathroom. She said. Yeah, lock her. But then she can't see the cameras if somebody comes in the store. Well, if she's locked in the bathroom, tell her to just stay in there. Okay. How you, she you reach, safe to come out? Okay. Let me try to transfer you to Johnson County. Okay. You reach Bartholomew County because they're getting really overwhelmed with calls. So I don't really okay. know what's going on there. Okay. Let me try if I can see if I can transfer you up there. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Central Dispatch. Hey, this is Taylor from Indiana State Police. I just yeah. want to let you know that Indianapolis is clear about your guys' calls that they're getting. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hey, this is 911. Are you at Greenwood Mall? Yeah, yeah. Okay, are you in a safe place right now? Yeah. Okay. Just, they know what's going on, okay? Just stay in a safe place, okay? Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> 
911, where's your emergency? Um, I'm at the Greenwood Park Mall, and there was a shooting in, in the food court. Okay. You're not going to hear me, but stay on the line, okay? I've got to get you transferred to Johnson County. Okay. Uh, Greenwood, Greenwood Park Mall, in the food court, there's an active shooter. Okay, let me transfer you to Greenwood. Hold on just a second. Got you. Nine one one. Where's your emergency? Um, there are gunshots inside the Greenwood Park Mall. Okay, hold on just a second. I need to transfer you. Okay. Where's your emergency? Hey, they're shooting them all up in Greenwood. Okay, I've seen this. Yeah, AKs and shit. No, we haven't, but they got AKs. There's more than one. I know that. More than one? Hell yeah. Okay, we're, we're, uh, we're getting several calls, and we're trying to get you help. All right, can you just say? I'm sure you can guess my next topic on these calls. The transferring from one agency to another and the incredible times involved in getting to that agency. This is a huge mistake of sorts, but it's nothing that each of those departments can really do anything about. This all has to do with location, and it's unfortunate. The Greenwood Park Mall is located in Johnson County, Indiana which is the next county down from the much larger city of Indianapolis. It's literally on the county line, right in front of a road named County Line Road. It's right on the county line, but not Marion County, where Indianapolis is. My guess is that there are one or more cell phone towers close by the mall, but up in Marion County. When you dial 911, or any phone number for the matter, that call will go to the nearest cell phone tower. From what I'm guessing, because this happens on the outskirts of almost any jurisdiction, calls from inside the mall hit on those towers that are located just north of the mall. When this happens, the towers being located in Marion County, the primary agency covering that area will be the first ones to have the call. So that's the first thing. In addition to that, likely hundreds, if not more, 911 calls will come in for something like this. It's a shooting in a mall, in the busiest area of the mall, at the food court. Everyone who's able to is going to pick up their phone and dial 911. This can bring almost any agency to a crawl, 
I have no idea how many dispatchers Johnson County or the city of Greenwood have, but I can 100% promise you it's not enough to handle the influx of calls like this in such rapid succession. If they have 10 dispatchers working at a time, and that could very well be a push, having hundreds of calls come in over the course of 5 to 10 minutes is simply too much. I wish every agency could have a 1,000 plus dispatchers working on every shift so any big emergency like this can be handled with ease, but budget constraints of any city wouldn't be able to allow that. So these are mistakes, but not on the part of any of the dispatchers. And there is little that can be done for either one of them. They can install extra cell phone towers either on top of or directly adjacent to the mall, in the correct county of course, but that would be a huge cost to do so. Same thing with adding a ton of extra dispatchers. The only thing I can think of to do that would be helpful in something like this is to have adjoining agencies like these have cross-training and back channels that can pass along info to the correct locations. An example would be, in this case, once it's a known bigger incident, suspect and victim information can be gathered from the caller directly and then passed along via radio to the responding officers or other responders and not wait on one to be transferred and make it only the most pertinent information. Suspect description and location first, followed by victim count and location, and then anyone hiding out in their location after all that. Not a ton is known about the shooter. This just happened a few days ago. As of right now, he had no radical political or religious ideologies that were made public. That's still being looked into, though. More info could pop up and change all that. It seems that his childhood wasn't the greatest, having parents that divorced in 2017 and then being removed from his mother's care and put into a foster home, but was later removed because of abuse. And then he lived with his older brother until he got a job and then lived in an apartment. He had quit his job and was facing eviction from his apartment this month. He made pictures of himself holding his weapons and posted them on a couple of less than notable sites, one of them being 4chan. In that post, he alluded to the fact that he was about to die. The day of the shooting, it looks as though the shooter wanted to erase as much of his own footprint as he could. Before he left for the shooting, he turned his oven on and he put his laptop inside it. He also threw his cell phone in the toilet. From there, he took off walking towards the mall, which was about a mile away. For the life of me, unless he had them in some sort of a bag broken down, I don't know how he could walk a mile with two rifles and a pistol completely concealed and no one call the police about it, or walk into a mall with them for that matter. And that may have been what happened. Once he got to the mall and he went in by the food court, he entered a restaurant where he stayed for a little over an hour. If the guns were broken down, he could have reassembled them in that time. At around 5.56 p.m. on July 17th, which was a Sunday, and likely one of the busier times at a shopping mall, especially at a food court, he exited the restroom and began firing. He shot and killed three adults and injured another adult and one 12-year-old girl. He was carrying over 100 rounds of ammo with him. He didn't plan on stopping with just that number. 
after those initial shots rang out, over the course of just a few seconds, more shots rang out, but not from his gun. From a distance away, a man named Elijah Dickon, who's 22 years old, was with his girlfriend doing some shopping when he heard the shots ring out. Elijah is a concealed carry licensed handgun carrier. He was carrying his own handgun at the mall that day. Once he heard the shots and screams, Elijah engaged the suspect and took him down. From a distance of 40 yards, he shot his own weapon 10 times and hit the suspect 8 of those times. This is an incredible feat for almost any shooter, as a 40-yard shot with a handgun isn't something that's easy to pull off, and to pull off repeatedly and in such a quick amount of time, which was somewhere between 10 and 15 seconds. Most armed engagements like that happen around 7 yards, which is 21 feet or less. This was about 120 feet. If you're a recreational shooter yourself, you probably have never taken a shot that far with a handgun. Might be time to extend your range just a little bit. It doesn't stop there. It looks as if before, during, and after a shootout with the suspect, Elijah was motioning and telling people to get down or leave the area. Thinking of and acting upon the safety of others while shooting going on, that's pretty amazing. Elijah isn't a police officer. He has no prior military or police training. One thing that was noted in a press release that really sits with me anyway, he was taught to shoot by his grandfather. Same as me. The suspect was dead at the scene. He had shot 24 of his own rounds before being taken down by Elijah. If he wouldn't have been there and threw down with the suspect like he did, I have zero doubt in my mind that a lot more people would have died that day. But because of his quick actions, lives were spared, and we have one less active shooter. That'll do it for this episode. As always, follow along with the various social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and feel free to support the show further by subscribing to Patreon for ad-free as well as bonus episodes. Head over to Teespring to purchase your Y'all Have a Good Items with more items to come shortly, and also share the hell out of the show. Believe me, it won't hurt my feelings one bit if you flat out annoy someone into jumping on and listen to some. All links for the social media, Patreon, and Teespring will be listed in the show notes. For Music City 901, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.